Welcome to our podcast. My name is Seth Early, and I am going to talk to you today about making sense of metrics. How do we make sense of all this data that we're getting from all of these systems that are indicating the effectiveness of our interactions with customers? So it's really looking at customer analytics, it's looking at marketing analytics. And when you think about this ecosystem of tools and technologies that we're using to engage with customers, to somehow serve them, to uh, meet their needs, to attract their, their loyalty. We have hundreds of systems, potentially, at least dozens. I know there's an enormous ecosystem of thousands of vendors out there, and there's so much money going into this, it's ridiculous. Something like 3,000 marketing technology vendors in the marketplace. But let's imagine we have a handful We've decided what we, we are going to use for a technology stack, and we have a handful. Now, every customer interaction leaves a vapor trail of data throughout these systems, throughout these processes. And the question is, how do we interpret this data? How do we track this data? How do we make decisions about what to do differently, right? What does data give you? It gives you an indicator of something. And what do you do with that data? You have to make a decision. If it's, it's meaningful, if you can act on it. If you just have the data and you look at it, okay, great. Well, nothing changed. You're not doing anything with it. We might want to change a promotion. You might want to improve performance of um, the website in some way, perhaps search uh, retrieval. We might want to change the user experience. We might want to modify a product or an offering. And metrics really provide the signals to the organization about what to do and when to do it. And when you think about how we're trying to go to market and how we're trying to determine what metrics are most important, it really uh, depends on what kind of strategy we have for engaging with the marketplace. Are we looking at our customer behavior? Are we trying to get them to buy more stuff? Well, maybe that's what everyone wants. Maybe we're looking at recommendations or abandonment. Perhaps we are looking at customer feedback and their dissatisfaction or their complaints or social media. We could be looking at employee behavior. We want to understand something about how our employees are interacting uh, or their feedback. What are they telling us? What kinds of suggestions are they making? What processes might they want to improve? Uh, we could be looking at process performance. We could be looking at the cost to serve across different domains. Uh, we could look at product performance. So all of these different areas are leveraged in different ways depending upon what kind of strategy we have in terms of our go-to-market. We might want to really have a great customer intimacy, in which case we're going to try to invest in tools to sense and acquire and analyze and respond to customer feedback and intelligence and behaviors. And maybe we're looking at sales and customer engagement. We might look at e-commerce sales. We could look at customer relationship management. Uh, we could look at digital marketing. We also could be looking across the next generation of our journey management. We're trying to make sense of these vapor trails of data because every interaction leaves traces of information throughout different systems. And it tells us what to do. We need to do something with that data. We need to change an interaction or behavior or a promotion or an experience of some sort. And so when we start considering this investment 
that we're making in marketing technologies, many organizations just do not have the fluency in order to understand how to leverage this most effectively. We're really trying to drive the operationalization of marketing analytics deeper into the organization so that we can act on those analytics. And the challenge is, how do we get the business, and there's a lot of old school marketers out there, how do we get the business to build their fluency when it comes to analytics? If we need specialized knowledge to perform the analysis, it's not gonna be part of people's day-to-day work. And if we need very highly skilled people to do this, uh, and that skill is not shared, then it's going to have a problem. And when you start looking at marketers and how they're assessing themselves, according to Forrester, less than one in five analytics professionals say that their efficiency, effectiveness, or acquisition of metrics are completely effective. So one of the challenges around marketing analytics and metrics is that the metrics determining what the signals are telling us. So let's imagine that we have a high bounce rate on a website. There can be multiple root causes for that. The content might not meet the needs of the user. The path to the content might not be clear. Perhaps the user was in the wrong place in the first place. The user experience led them down the wrong path. Maybe the navigational labeling was misleading. Or perhaps the search engine returned the incorrect results and they bounced out. Or it could be that the user was simply not clear with what they wanted. And so we need to start looking at these signals in context. Different audiences in our marketing ecosystem, our marketing processes, will have different interpretations and different needs. And we have stakeholders that require metrics across that entire application ecosystem, perhaps to track a single process, they might be hitting different systems. And different systems are going to be describing products and content and data and customers that have to be normalized. The attributes have to be normalized. I've heard people talk about this from the perspective of a a marketing chart of accounts. What's a marketing chart of accounts? It's consistency around naming conventions for promotions and campaigns and products and channels and, and mechanisms of interaction. Well, that's a taxonomy, right? That's a metadata schema. We also have different ownership and different clock speeds around processes and tools, and that can be a source of contention. So we always look at things according to the customer lifecycle. We try to contextualize everything from that perspective. And you could pick whatever lifecycle you have. Learn, choose, purchase, use, maintain, recommend. That's one lifecycle. It could be different. And when customers learning about you, when marketing is pushing stuff out, we have to profile customers, we have to evaluate leads, we have to target the prospects. Well, there's a whole set of metrics around each of those. When we're trying to support the choose stage of the life cycle, where the customer's trying to choose what product they want, we have to look at on-site behaviors. We have to optimize search. We have to improve that experience. And there are metrics along those facets. When we're helping to purchase, right, the purchase phase of the life cycle, we're evaluating the promotions and we're giving people cross-sell opportunities and upsell opportunities and we're trying to personalize the offers. Again, different metrics. I kind of brushed through this in terms of the learn, choose, purchase, use, maintain, recommend, but, but each of those represents a stage in the customer's purchasing and product acquisition life cycle. They have to learn about the product, They have to choose what product they want. They have to purchase it. They have to use it. They have to maintain it. And 
hopefully you're going to recommend to their friends. But when we look at the use and maintain, I talked about the first three. When we look at the use and maintain, that's really about self-service. That's about knowledge retrieval. That's looking at product usage. And again, lots of different metrics in those areas. When we start looking at the recommendation phase, right, we want to retain the customer after they're finished with their purchase, but they're using the product. What we're trying to do is we're trying to analyze sentiment. We're trying to measure community engagement. We're trying to understand loyalty drivers. So this whole customer life cycle requires that we have metrics across each of these areas. And in some cases, the driver for one behavior or one stage of a life cycle may be in conflict with, with another stage. So, you know, we may want to uh, reduce our customer support costs, but that's going to cause a reduction in satisfaction and uh, reduce the recommendations, for example. So again, there are limited resources and there are lots of different technologies. There's different stakeholders. So when we're trying to look at marketing metrics and customer analytics, we have to look across this entire life cycle and we have to understand the needs of our different stakeholders so that they can make decisions and improve the process. Now, Forrester uh, suggests that the greatest opportunities for leveraging analytics are at later stages of the life cycle because a lot of organizations understand the first few stages, you know, the learn, choose, purchase, though. They call it the discover, explore, buy. The, the other uh, three, according to Forrester, it's use, ask, and engage. We said it was use, maintain, and recommend, are not well understood. And when you're starting to look at the components of that, you know, you're trying to reduce the cost to serve, you're trying to drive up margin, you're trying to improve usage or consumption, you're trying to focus on retention and loyalty and engagement and recovering customers if they defect. And there's a lot of value in understanding those metrics. To us, it's all about governance because if we start focusing on the customer lifecycle and we look at the metrics that each of our systems are throwing off the vapor trails, right, the electronic body language, the data exhaust from these different systems, each one of them are going to tell us a story about our effectiveness, about what we're doing, what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, and where we can improve, and where we can fill in gaps, and where we can beat our competition. So those metrics tell a story. We have search metrics, we have behavior metrics, we have utilization metrics, we have content metrics, we have response metrics, and each one of those has classes of submetric or other indicators. And so governance is about understanding the impact and the implication of each of those metrics and values that are outside of expected ranges. Because each time something is outside of an expected range, it needs to trigger something. How are we doing? Are we doing as we expected? Or are we not doing as expected? Or are we uncovering a problem? Do we know what to expect? Do we have our baselines? And so when you start looking at all of these life cycles, we're sending out lots of information to try to get customers. You know, maybe we're sending email marketing and traditional types of marketing vehicles and doing webinars and conferences. And, and then we have other types of outreach. 
and we're, we're capturing leads in Salesforce or another CRM. We're monitoring the engagement in HubSpot or Marketo. And then we're trying to integrate this in such a way that we tie this to KPIs and tie it to behaviors and tie it to interventions. And designing that program requires a great deal of thoughtful analysis of the upstream processes and the ways that those different stakeholders interact, what their common needs are, where they may have conflicting needs, and then what the interventions are whenever we have something that tells us that we need to do something differently. I think that's it for this podcast. This is Seth Early. I'm CEO of Early Information Science. And please check out our website, uh, www.early.com. That's E-A-R-L-E-Y. And uh, we have executive roundtables. We have white papers. We have infographics. We have lots of great stuff on, on all of these topics. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time.